Today's episode of Bachelor Party is brought to you by the upcoming film, The Spy Who Dumped Me. The hilarious action comedy follows two best friends, played by Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon, who become entangled in an international conspiracy when one of them discovers that the boyfriend who dumped her was actually a spy. Get your tickets to The Spy Who Dumped Me, also starring Justin Theroux and Sam Hewen, now playing. And now let's batch. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Gotta talk about the mental all. And to do so, I landed a really big guest. She's quite busy. Many people really enjoy her podcasts. And I'm thrilled to have her back. Mallory Rubin, hello. Just want to say, as always, that it's an honor and a privilege (laughs) to be here with you. I spend every day day every week of bachelor bachelorette and bachelor in paradise season waiting waiting for this moment well you're too busy you're too busy you put out five (laughs) podcasts a week every other week that's a lot check out binge mode if you haven't already (laughs) great tease (laughs) um i speaking of other people's podcasts i was on the almost famous podcast hosted by ashley and ben this week and i was the fourth guest i was like in the second chair you know on like a late night show there's Mm -hmm. like two seats i was i was on the outside looking in but looking in, I was, and the other guest was Jason Tartik. Tartik? Tartik. I'm going to call him Tartik. All right, I have 50 questions already. Yeah, I knew you would. Really, only one of them matters. Okay. How did the hair look? Well, it was all over the phone. I think all four of us were in different locations. Could you sense how the hair looked? So Jason has taken on a new persona, I think. And I want to know if you picked up on this on the Mentel All. Okay. He has this new air to him that reminds me of him being, like, a politician. And I feel like he's trying to be like, Ben to get the bachelor job. And I think that he's like doing publicity to like make the rounds, like make his case because he really wants to be the bachelor. That's the impression I got. What did you think of him on the Mentel All? He did, he did strike me as almost aggressively diplomatic. Yes, exactly. But I've always felt that that was kind of his disposition, which is part of why I found him like just so totally vanilla all season long. And I, I like Jason and he's fine and he seems that, like a great guy. That and is such an under understated way of, of making your feelings about Jason known. You do not think he's like totally fine. He's would, fine. Would you be happy if he was The Bachelor? I will throw myself into a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you wouldn't. He's fine. But I don't want The Bachelor to be fine. Yeah. That's the thing. What kind Jason's of, fine. What kind of Bachelor do you think we need next? I want Wills to be The Bachelor. Even based on his mental all performance? Sure. I mean, he didn't get enough airtime for my liking. This is the thing. If they wanted Wills to be Bachelor, they'd give him more airtime. And... Well, I don't believe for a second that he will be, but I want him to be. Why? Actually, first of all... First of all, just a great vibe. Okay. Great energy. Seems like he'd be a good hang. Sure. Very few people on that show seem like they'd be good hangs. Yeah. Great fashion sense. He was wearing the best suit at the Mentel All, that's for sure. phenomenal. He has an Expecto Patronum tattoo and is a Harry Potter fan. They did talk about that in their first sit-down together. Which is a big deal. Sure. Harry Potter happening on Binge Mode. I intend to get a... Wow, Juliet. I just want... This is great. (laughs) You're taking time out of Binge Mode literally to do this, so got to make it worth your while. As you know, I frequently talk about and then do not get a Harry Potter tattoo of my own. So I'm really drawn to that. And I think he's handsome. Yeah, he I just is. like everything about him pretty much. He also seems very genuine and sweet. As you know, I would also still really love to see Peter. I know it won't happen, but I think ABC hates Peter. He just remains one of the like six or seven most handsome people I've ever seen in my life. 
I talked about this with Liz Kelly. One thing that Peter really has going for him is the that gap in his teeth. That yes, he's handsome. handsome. But part of it is his the gap in his teeth. Yeah. Too many people on television now have absolutely perfect teeth. And yeah. I'm kind of like sick of it. It's like a boring look. I'm like, yes, I know we all decided that was like the preferred way to look. Not right. in England, my friends. As you know, I love the Brits. Yes. <laughs> and I do think that like someone who's a little bit less perfect, Jason, I wouldn't call perfect with his weird slick back hair. And so... I said, I, I led you astray. I told you he got in a haircut. He had a new hairstyle that made it look like he cut it. I don't want to say you led me astray. You, you <laughs> deceived me. I do, you it, lied to me and you betrayed me. It wasn't intentional. I allowed myself to believe that we might be living in a world where Jason had a good haircut. I know. If only. We are not living in that world. <laughs> We're definitely not. I don't understand. He must like hear it. this and see this and know what people think. Now, everyone out there, be yourself. Do you. Have the haircut you want. Wear the clothing you want. Take Wills' advice to heart about the fashion sense. Just be comfortable. Also, if you're Jason, get a new haircut. He also is just, like, dressing weirdly to me. Like, I, I just think he dresses like— um, He's a preppy banker. I mean— Living in Seattle. That's a weird, a weird one to me. It's not a city that I see him in. Like, I just feel like we should send him back to the East Coast as soon as possible. I think he belongs in Connecticut. Yes, he does. <laughs> but, like, outside of Hartford. Like, he's a Gilmore Girls character. That's what he is. Great point. That's how that's how I see him. He—I just thought also, like, he was wearing, like, the dinner jacket on the Men Tell All. Mm-hmm. Um, he was wearing shoes that I do not approve of. He was wearing, like, that male short boot. Did you— oh. That yeah. I'm just not a fan of. I can't recall. I can't recall his footwear specifically. It in was general, a brown boot with like a blue, like blue t- suit. A blue suit, but it was a dinner jacket. It was like all over the map. And I was like, you have a friend who's pretending to be a stylist, and that's how you got dressed today. But you need an actual stylist, my friend, from top to bottom. I'm just not into Jason. I know. I will say, I found in the episode where he got dismissed in Fantasy Suites, uh-huh. that was the most that I've ever been drawn to him just because he. I mean, there was just, like, such a, like, sad little puppy dog vibe. And he did seem so, so sweet and sincere. And that is, of course, very appealing. I don't know. I just, I can't imagine him carrying a season. And also coming off Ari, I just feel like we need, we need a bachelor who galvanizes the masses. Yeah. And that is not Jason. I... You think it's going to be Ben again? No, I don't. I hope not. Maybe that's wishful thinking, but I don't know what Ben has to gain from it. I, I don't know. I don't think it seems like a good look. I don't think many people have been able to turn being a like permanent reality star into a fulfilling life and career. So I don't think it's a good idea. I have a new take, though, that I'm I'm excited to unveil. Oh, my goodness. Partially motivated by the mental all. <gasps> Wait, can I guess? Yes. I'm trying to think of what would have happened during the mental all that would have drastically changed your opinion on someone. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Colton. You, I you want Colton, Colton for the bachelor. Yeah, for bachelor. <laughs> Holy shit. Virgin bachelor. Good idea. Good idea. This is why. With Colton, you have to talk about sex. Like, there's no way that you can't. Right. And I'm sick of the show being, like, chased mm-hmm. and, like, using innuendos. I was watching a little bit of Love Island last night. Are you familiar with this show? No. It's kind of like Big Brother meets Are You the One, and it's on in England, and this fourth season's been on since oh, June. Okay. Yeah. That's the way I would describe it. That's certainly the vibe. It, it's it's pretty. It's on Hulu. I would check it out. I haven't been aware of it because it's been like a story on the Daily Mail all summer, like just like constantly promoting it. And so I, I started watching it last night with my friend Catherine, and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. I'll, I'll catch more of this." It's on every day. Is the only like the, that's the Big Brothers part of it. Wow. And um, it's pretty crazy. It's like a big commitment. So I would need it to be like a background show. I think if I I think if I was still in college when I was in college, I had a very like 
great but sort of like tedious job entering copy edits at a publishing company where like I used in copy to enter designers changes oh yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and I listened to the entire This American Life archive at this point in life I would probably watch the entirety of Love Island wow um, but that show is like a lot more overtly sexual mm-hmm. and um, so is like the challenge like a lot of reality TV it's like sex is a huge part of it it's kind of weaponized right uh, it's it's fascinating, and I don't think that's necessarily positive. But the Bachelor is like so behind the times. I just think it'd be cool if there was a Bachelor who you had to talk about sex. It was such a central part of the narrative; you couldn't get away from it. Is that a crazy idea? No, I mean obviously. Listen, you know me. Mm-hmm. You love to talk about sex. Jason and I start every podcast about Harry Potter <laughs> with an adult <laughs> content warning, and then. Basically, only talk about masturbation the entire time. So I'm for this. Of course. I do wonder, though, if, the, and this is a theme that you bring up in, in various different slices of culture and life, whatever it might be, is the show equipped to handle it well just because it's handling it? You know what I mean? Good question. Like, having to talk about sex with Colton might not be sexy. Right. And that's not at all a judgment against Colton. It's a commentary on how the show tends to infantilize or judge the serious topics that right. it is not necessarily capable of taking seriously. It's true. And I don't think anything that Colton displayed on the Mentella necessarily indicated like maturity to me. So I was really taken with Colton during the Mentella, and I was hard, hard out on Colton all season long. Until I was Mentel. too. Well, what, 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 what moment in particular won you over? I, I, I mean, look, I'm a sap. <laughs> I know. You know this about me. <laughs> I'm a very easy mark. I just really felt bad for him when he was talking about the impact that broadcasting his virginity has had on his life. And look, on the one hand, it's reasonable to say, well, I don't have sympathy for you because you chose to do this and clearly you want to be famous. Like, you're on multiple television shows now and you only date famous people. Yes. You obviously want to be famous and you weaponized an aspect of your own life to help propel that fame. That could be a perfectly reasonable take. It was mine for much of the season. (laughs) Or at least one that I at least in part subscribe to. But when he broke down on the couch, and his energy was so intense the entire episode. He seemed so on edge right away. He was getting into it with Jordan, even though Jordan was really being positioned and pitted against other people yes. instead. He kept, that's kind of my issue, is he was, like, putting himself in the Jordan fight. And I'm like, dude, just stick to your narrative. So here's how I read that, though. He is so unmoored by everything that has <laughs> happened and so genuinely off-center and, like, discombobulated. It, he, it seems like he's having, like, an existential crisis. Right. And... That, you know, the moment where he started to cry and said that people tell him he's less of a man because of this. I mean, that's horrible. That was awful. And I really, truly felt for him in that moment. And it was one of those moments on the show that is too rare but very effective in the sense that it it does force you to— put your own, like, perceptions about a person and anybody's life choices aside and say, what's the impact on that person? Yeah, it doesn't actually matter what I think. It's a great point. And it, it, there is, like, the whole, like, you got to the whole counter-argument, you chose this, you put yourself in this position. But obviously, I don't think you can know how much you're going to be affected by public opinion, constant right. social media hate until you're actually in it. Plus, he has the whole Tia thing yes. where 
is an extra level of hate being hurled his way because people are so mad at them for like basically date. Like it's not even like they didn't date, but like going on a date or like making right. out, which is so innocuous. And like, there are so many people in this world who have made out with their friends, boyfriends or their friends, husbands, <laughs> or like, I can think of a few examples off the top of my head. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, <laughs> shit happens. You try people on, doesn't work out. You're in the same circle of friends. I don't know. It's not that crazy. Yeah. You must have a friend from some point in your life where you made out with the same guy. Sure. <laughs> You're like, oh, not a good friend. <laughs> when I was in college, there was one guy my freshman year, like my entire group of friends made out with. Yeah, there are those people. That's that's all fair. I don't know. The Tia thing, I just feel like, is such a show creation that I almost don't take it seriously. Whereas, like, the virginity is a real part of Colton's life. So, I don't know. They feel slightly inequitable to me, even though the sure. Tia thing has been such a dominant narrative and obviously will be heading into paradise. I, I totally agree with that. I just mean in terms of, like, the hate that's being spewed at him. Yes. It's, like, compounding, I think. the Obviously, the the, the virginity thing is probably a lot more complex. My thing with Colton is just that until the men tell all, there was not a single moment, maybe since the like preview video, the intro video, I loved the way he held his dog. He had like a real like tight grip around his hindquarters. And I just thought this is a person who loves an animal. I'm all in. His edit was very disingenuous to, or made him seem very disingenuous, I think. Everything just seemed so rehearsed. Yes. All year long, the, the, the manner in which he speaks, just these clipped phrases and sound bites and everything feels so manufactured and it was just really hard to ever think that he was being genuine. So I don't know. Again, not that every other person who's been The Bachelor has been genuine. These people are choosing to be on a television show. Sure. Like that's part of what you're opting into. That's fine. I don't know. He's fine. I think another reason he'd be a good bachelor is because he wants to do it. And we're going to talk about more about that and more about the rest of the mental all and some other bachelor news. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor. Hey, Mel. Mm. Have you heard of Miss Jones Baking Co.? Sure. They are proud to present the first ever microwavable cakes, cookies, and brownies in a cup. I've tried them. Oh, my goodness. I'm into them. Just add water, and you have a hot, delicious dessert in 30 to 40 seconds. Mm. Perfectly portion controlled at 150 to 250 calories. And if you're feeling creative, microwave the award-winning brownie in a cup and zap. In less than a minute, you have a warm, gooey brownie ready to top with ice cream and hot fudge. Fabulous. Or choose confetti pop cake and top with fresh berries and mint for a refreshing baked treat. Don't mind if I do. Miss Jones uses organic, non-GMO ingredients in all their products without any artificial colors or flavors. Miss Jones Baking Co. also makes mixes, frostings, and microwavable desserts, which are all developed in their hometown, San Francisco, using clean and honest ingredients. The result tastes just like homemade, and it's because you deserve it. I've tried basically all their products, and I really like them. I was already already a fan of the cake in a mug mm-hmm. microwave creations, mm-hmm. so this is just next level. I particularly like the brownie ones. They're really good. A little, little higher calorie, but like just delicious. Sounds worth it. Hits the spot. I have them usually after dinners, pop them in the microwave, watch an episode of Younger or The Bachelor. <laughs> it's great. If you want this experience and you're ready to taste the magic, find them in the baking aisle at your local Whole Foods or use code bachelor at missjones.co. That's missjones.co to treat yourself to free desserts in a cup with any online purchase. That's missjones.co and use the code bachelor. All right. And now more talk on Bachelor Party with Mallory Rubin. Give me Blake. Blake. If I can't have Peter or Wills. Okay. Um, I like that. 
how do you feel about Beefy Blake? Because I'm much more into Beefy Blake than I am into Trim Blake. How do you notice Beefy Blake? I'm as pro as it's possible to be. (laughs) (laughs) On Beefy Blake, right? On on all Blake, but yes, particularly on Beefy Blake. (laughs) Blake? It's always been part of the appeal is like he just has these broad shoulders and this. He definitely is one of the probably the most handsome man to pass through these ranks since Ben Higgins, in my opinion. I he has such an unusual face that I don't even know that he initially came off as conventionally handsome, but of course that's part of the appeal. Of course. That lands him in the quadrant of attainable hot. Because you're like, oh, he's so different looking. I could get with him. But actually, you probably can if we're being if we're being honest. No offense to you. None of us can. He's been on The Bachelor now. He would kill it in L.A. I've said this several oh, times. great here. Come to L.A. And all of the women who are also like in the attainable hot quadrant, plus the unattainable hot, would be like, oh, this guy, he's less attractive than me. He must be nice. <laughs> and then that wouldn't be the case. He is so sweet. He is so sweet. You he's think just, he's too emo? I just think he's got a lot to work through, and I hope he has a good therapist. That's my hope for him. I think that would be more compelling television than Jason, who seems to have it all together, or Colton, who is just too rehearsed. If you could cut through Colton, that would be my pick. I think now. I will say— Are you attracted to Colton? No. Not in the slightest. It's like looking at a Ken doll. I would say and Cabbage I, Patch Ken. I don't even mean that in a nice way. I'm not, I'm not, not attracted case. to any of these guys. Will's definitely the most. And Will's is not even like um, just based on aesthetics. Like He has to talk for me to be into him. Mm-hmm. It's his personality. Interesting. That matched with the package. But like, I I just when think... When you say the package, do you mean... His package. The package. The package. <laughs> um, Wills is someone you'd see at a party and... Or I would see at a party. I don't know about you. I, as you know, I don't frequent parties or leave my home unless required to. I love to attend a party. And at a party, I hope to speak to some... I like strangers. I prefer that to my friends. Um, <laughs> it's still an incredible take. <laughs> I do. Many of my best party memories are like the time I spent 90 minutes talking to a rando that I never saw again but man it was a great conversation you're an inspiration I just love a great party rando and Wills would be my party rando and then in true Juliette Littman fashion we would like stay in touch and like see each other like twice a year for like three to four years and then we would both move on (laughs) and (laughs) that's what would happen with me and Wills does that make a bachelor probs not the Blake thing, I guess maybe. I, I don't know. My biggest disappointment of the season is David, the chicken guy. I just wanted so much more out of him. He's the true grocer. I, oh my God, Joe is also a disappointment. I, oh yeah, I'm not, I don't get the obsession. His, the one word answers with, with, with he was giving Chris Harrison, unacceptable. Is it a bit, do you think? I don't think so, no. That's just him. He, you know what he looks like? You, I have a, I have, I have an answer for this. I'm curious to hear yours. Darren Chris. Oh, yeah, you've said this on the pod before. I have? I think so. I don't even remember. Didn't you? Someone said it on the pod. He looks a lot like Darren Chris. When I heard that, I was like, ah, that might be who I was trying to place in my mind. I think he looks also, in addition to Darren Chris, like a hybrid of Joe Maurer, the baseball player. Don't know him. Okay. Google him right now. Okay. And, and Muffy from Billions. Oh, my God. Specifically, <laughs> the shape of his mouth and, like, the creases— on the edges of his mouth, he has like the exact same lower third of the face as the guy who plays Muffy. I think I prefer Muffy, but I see it. I'm looking at a picture of Dan Soder. Yes. And yes, he does. Big look. Bill Simmons fan. Yes. Dan Soder. 
the billions, the billions, the billions ringer NBA crossover is really <laughs> is, is the sweet spot for the ringer. I hope I think we're I think it's really billions in the NBA, and then like in the the overlapping part of the Venn diagram is the ringer. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, I just think the Joe's, grocery Joe is probably the biggest disappointment, one of the biggest disappointments. And I just I felt like he was rude. Like I felt like he was acting like he was doing people a favor by appearing on the Mentel All. But my response to that is I'm doing you a favor by watching the Mentel All. Yeah, he seemed he did. See seem disinterested, though I wonder if that's just like nerves and anxiety manifesting in a way that he does not intend. But you know, I try to see the best in everyone. He also, he's already filmed Paradise. Like he's been right. been there and back, so he should be more comfortable. Hard to imagine that particular vibe playing well in Paradise. I bet he's out early. I think this is all bark, no bite. Interesting. I think it's like pretty weird. I liked the one guy who was like, I'm a real banker who was voted out on the first night. <sighs> that was incredible. That was so weird. When what what are their names? Christian and Camille. Yeah, are those Camille, the, yeah. their names? Yes. What a bizarre interjection on their part. It just speaks to how poor this cast was. Oh. Honestly, uh, Becca was not given a lot of favors. Not a lot to work. Well, you with. mentioned David. Yes, and I would just like to go on the record. Yes, I think I mean this sincerely. <laughs> I think. Okay, he is my least favorite person who's ever been on this show. Wow, I hate him. I know he wow. listens, so it's taking some courage to say Yes, that. wow. I, I just... Now I feel a little bad, actually. Uh, whatever. He's a real person. I'm incredibly mean on the show all the time. It's true. You are. <laughs> <laughs> to entire cities sometimes. Yes, and you know what? Just gotta be confident in the, in the conviction of your hate. You have spoken often over the course of this season about how baffled you are, how confounded you are by how many of your colleagues here at The Ringer are pro-Jordan. Yes. And I think it has... It's something to do with Jordan, but ultimately very little to do with Jordan and more about everybody collectively rebelling against David. I guess so. I think you're right. Because Jordan, as evidence on the mental all, not likable. Jordan clearly had about six to seven lines that he wanted to get out. He rehearsed them. He probably thought of multiple ways to get in and out of the bit. And he landed a lot of them. He and I was did. like, I was strong like, opening showing from him. I was like, okay, good bits. Petered out. But you can just tell he's so, so rehearsed. Like, to anyone who's like, no, that's really him. Like, on a podcast, you're probably like 125 to 150% of who you really are, you know, in, in conversation. Jordan is like 225% of himself on, on the camera. And I don't, I just don't care for it. I like a, I don't know. I just, I just don't, don't like it. I think he's great TV. He, I, I think he'll be good in Paradise. He is like the opposite of Grocery Joe. It's like fine. And small bites is what you want out of a Paradise date. What do you think of the Paradise pairing that they're teasing for him though? Who is it with? Crystal. Let yeah, me, Crystal. Let me, uh, let me work on my voice to try to tell you. That's more attractive than Crystal's <laughs> voice. Um, I think that is two people who um, were foisted on each other. Of course, a double voice, a co-voice. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait for that episode of Curb. I'm looking forward to Paradise, though, anyway. I just, so we just have to address it quickly. Becca and Leo, they had a, do you know about this? They had a kerfuffle yesterday. It's, no. A kerfuffle is a horrible way of putting it. I don't know anything about this. I have not been keeping up on the, right, the Bachelor internet. This is good. I'll just tell you about it. Okay. It's just another real drag, and I, oh, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the situation is. So here's, here's what we know. And just to be clear, there's a real absence of facts. Becca was reading the Bachelor Reddit, and she discovered a screenshot from so, that someone shared of Leo supposedly sending a message saying, you need my big dick. So then she posted that on her story. And as a result, fans and other people who watch the show and are familiar with, are familiar with Becca sent her follow-up comments about other times that Leo had made women uncomfortable. 
Uh, one Instagram user who claimed to attend college with him and performed in theater productions with him there said he acted creepy to her and other women. And she said that things that he did was barely legal. Someone else said that he constantly pursued her and sent her multiple unwanted pictures. I think dick pics. And there are other examples like that. So if it wasn't explicitly illegal, it was certainly creepy and quite sleazy. And a lot of women saying that he just behavior they weren't comfortable with and like a, oh, in like God. a romantic and sexual sense. So it's fucked up. Uh, he disputed it. He, and then she said like, take me to court if you want to. And then apparently he also hired lawyers to help um, see if he can like take down other messages about him from a while ago. And it's really messy. And it's, if true, it's awful. If not true, it's still like questionable because Becca has all these screenshots. And it's just like another example of a guy who, hasn't been properly vetted or has like a questionable past and just like sucks the fun to, to the extent that that's why you're watching out of the show. And that's obviously not the major problem. The major problem is uh, making unwanted sexual advances, to be very right. clear. That's obviously illegal if, and in other cases inappropriate. It makes women uncomfortable and incredibly wrong. But just in terms of like evaluating the show, which is what this podcast is about, it makes it almost impossible to talk about anything except for that because it's such a glaring issue where it's putting women's safety and their comfort in in question. And also, like, even if if Becca, uh, the Bachelorette, is, like, completely comfortable with it, it's it just sort of, like, trivializes her actual experience, which I do believe to be real. I do believe she was in love with Ari and then she was heartbroken and then she was looking for someone new. And it's, like, it's not treating the, the someone who they, the network and the production company asked for their trust and right. for the, her to buy in and then to cast all these sleazy guys. It's totally, it's, it's so wrong. And it's just such a huge bummer to witness and also just, like, complete lack of definitive facts, which also makes it hard to kind of weigh in completely. But this is now, like, hanging over the show is in addition to the Lincoln issue and the Garrett issue. And it's just like kind of, it's just kind of a mess. There's not a a lot else to say. I just wanted to address it. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. And also I think Leo's in paradise. That sucks even more. He was also, I mean, fairly prominently featured in their teaser and the trailer with Kendall and seemed to be someone they were going to be marketing the season around, which again, if I I literally obviously just found out about this, so I have no facts. But if this is true, then it's not only just more volume on the already alarmingly high total of people who haven't been vetted properly, but it's yet one more yeah. person that they actually are like are inv- focusing invested. on and investing in. It's uh, it's just casting really, him on a second show. It makes it really tricky. And wow. for for makes me tricky for me as like a commentator, but that's so secondary to like it's just wrong to keep casting guys like this. So I, I don't really know what to make of it. The other thing that's also just really hard is a complete absence of facts. And a lot of he said, she said, but um, it's complicated. I and mean, we're this is going to keep happening. Yeah, you know, we're in completely. an era. And, and, you know, obviously when Rob Mills was on the show recently and he he spoke to you candidly about this and about the, uh, the, the changes that they intend to make to their process to hopefully avoid situations like this in the future, I thought it was fascinating that he said, would we have cast, you know, Link, well, obviously that Lincoln, was easy. No. Would we have cast Lincoln? No, would we have cast Garrett? Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. Um, Whatever changes they make, and hopefully those changes are sufficient and lead to meaningful progress. Yeah. But just where we are today, 2018, modern day society, the digital age, I think it's reasonable as somebody consuming culture and media to ask if any change is ever going to be quite enough. You're always going to be catching up because people are always going to have access to more information than they ever have before. Yeah. And that's just the era that we're in. I mean, you see it happening in all walks of life. I know. know. I'm a big baseball fan, as you know, and 
it's, I mean, people don't really care about baseball. And this is happening with baseball players who many people have never heard of where every day now somebody's old tweets are surfacing. You know, this happens obviously in all walks of life. We're seeing it daily in pop culture. And this is just the era that we're in now. And it's in cases where actual transgressions have occurred, then it should be coming to light. And that's part of the problem is that it hasn't sooner. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just kind of a mess. And we'll see how see how it affects paradise and how it plays out. It's it's not great. Wanted to address it. Sorry to sorry to end things on a bummer, but it's it's important to be upfront about these topics. I pledge to keep talking about them, and uh, I'm going to follow up, and we'll talk more about it next week. In the meantime, travel to happier, more fantastical worlds with Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion on binge mode. Read Harry Potter. I have not, and I probably won't, but I support that pursuit wholly. Listen, it's, it's great. Join us. Okay, maybe one day. When maybe if I, when I have kids. After I'm done talking to randos like Will at, the, at parties. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, Mallory. And of course, thank you to Miss Jones Baking Co. Mm. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Mallory Rubin for being on today's show. Thanks to you for listening. And of course, thanks to Miss Jones Baking Company. Miss Jones Baking Company is proud to present the world's first line of microwavable organic desserts in a cup. Just add water and microwave for 30 seconds to get a fresh baked cake that's less than 200 calories. Or try their award-winning fudgy brownie in a cup and make warm brownie sundae in less than a minute. Ready to taste the magic? Use code BACHELOR at MissJones.co to get two free desserts in a cup with any online purchase.